0: Time in the Saddle podcast with Chris Williamson Jr. and myself, Ryan O'Connor, uh, talking all things cycling as we approach uh, Tour de France. Uh, the uh, start of the Tour de France and of course the whole month for cyclists that enjoy cycling, whether it's mountain uh, or, or road r- cycling. I think the world's eyes are focused on Tour de France. Chris, how's it? Good, Ryan. Good to be back. Let's talk Tour de France. Uh, let's talk like the simple guide to Tour de France. What is the Tour de France?
1: Well, firstly, it's the biggest Grand Tour in the world there's uh, three big ones, which is the Giro d'Italia, the Viralta Espana, and then the Tour de France. Um, but I think of all of them, Tour de France is always the most exciting one. It's a multi-stage event where teams participate for the overall win, which will go
0: to, obviously, a individual cyclist within their team. Um, the, this means that, obviously, within teams, as much as this is an individual event for a cyclist to win it overall, teams need to work and rally around a given um, cyclist in in terms of the various stages of and how they prepare. So we know it it takes place over a course of a couple of weeks. We know because it's got France in it that most of the journey takes place in France. However, they do visit other countries. Sometimes it starts at different countries. It started in the past in uh, in the UK. It started in other various places. Uh, But most of the tour itself is based in France. That's right. So, we've got a month of cycling. I spoke about about there being teams. How And am I right in saying, because um, uh, we look at this, that every team has specialists in the team uh, for different stages of the Tour de France. So, if I was a team owner, South Africa has Dougie Riders, as a team principal or a team owner. Uh, in Tour de France, they, of course, got Dai Data and all the fabulous sponsors that have pushed so hard to put African cycling on the map. Um, so, you'd have a team if you were a Dougie Rider and you were selecting a team, you'd put team together based on obviously what 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 the specific events were this being the tour de france you'd need a team of how many cyclists There's eight in a team Eight in a team So you'd have eight uh, cyclists on the road And every one of those eight Would perform a function within the team They wouldn't be there just to cycle for them Themselves as it were You'd be placed in the team Knowing that you'd fulfill a role So if you look at a soccer team Or a netball team Or uh, any team You'd have uh, uh, various roles in the team A soccer team would have a goalkeeper Defenders, midfield and and, and, uh, centre forwards Same in a cycling team You'd have somebody who'd be up at the front Scoring the goals Goals would be obviously stages every single day And then you'd have the support of a Team behind uh, that cyclist. So Doug would build a team like that.
1: Yeah, that's right. Each team has got a, a different objective. Some yeah. teams will be built around. Stage wins So they're just going f- To win single stages And then certain teams Are built around The objective to win the tour So they've got a GC Which is a general Classification rider okay. Which the team will Basically help over the mountains And try and win the tour
0: So we look at uh, In the form of, of, of um, A data Because we're talking about them They've got a Cavendish In the team We know Cavendish is uh, The record holder In terms of the number of Stages won Almost Almost He's, he's, he's almost actually
1: yeah, He's actually going for he, that now He's gunning for, for that, it so, so they'd build that team Around stage wins For Mark Cavendish Yeah that's a, that was actually a weird thing because they've signed the new climber, the South African rider Louis Mankis, but he's not going to the tour. Of course, they mainly focus on Cavendish. He's running out of time. He's getting old, and he's getting close to to breaking that record. So they purely built the team around him to get those stage ones and try to break that record. Then we look at another team where we've got like a Chris
0: Froome in the team, look at the Sky Team, uh, where we kind of are looking at uh, a possible overall winner in the team. So they'd be gearing their their and planning their stages accordingly. That they'd have a G. C or general classification rider uh, being Chris Froome in the team and that he'd have a support team. What do you call the support team around um, a Chris Froome that's there to kind of protect him? Because let's talk also, because I want to get to what what the yellow jersey means, what the polka dot jersey means, what all these jerseys mean, but also what it means to be, for example, a Chris Froome in a team like Sky, where he's cycling and he knows that around him uh, he needs support. He needs somebody to shelter him, protect him Mm -hmm. from obviously other cyclists trying to block him out and, and keep him out of um, um, uh, the general classification he's going to have that team built around him who are those people around him
1: well firstly they're called the domestiques okay. so they, their objective would be to look after him especially throughout the beginning of the tour where it's the flat stages the guys are drittery they they, it's bumpy, it's it's dangerous. So yeah. they want to get him to the mountains. The big mountains is the main thing as, as, uh, with as most energy as possible, as safe as possible, and then uh, to basically make his move. So whether it's fetching bottles or if he gets a flat wheel, they'll support him, change the wheel if there's no support vehicle. So they'll be all around him. Yeah. Um, and they sacrifice themselves for They him. sacrifice completely. I mean, you'll see on the top mountains, they, they give everything. If Whether they finish half an hour behind the, the leader, it's just to support him as long as they can until they've got nothing left and then leaves him for the for the last bit. To do to do as little as possible in a short uh, is, period of time. Is everybody around him domestic? So
0: it would it be for example and we use Chris Froome because uh, well he's won it before, he's going for it again, he's been cleared now as we all know, uh, if you've been following the cycling world, he's been cleared of all the doping charges, the world cycling body has said right uh, we're clearing the charges, you're free to cycle, Twitter de France, because um, there was a bit of speculation that mm-hmm. he might not do it. Is everybody else, all the other cyclists, just that, or would they say right, you will have three domestiques to look after your four uh, uh, but in this team we've got a specialist uh, in terms of a stage winner uh, for, for, for the mountain section for King of the Mountains or whatever would would that come into play or, or, or all yeah. seven around him working for, for him basically? I,
1: I think with with his team especially, he I mean none of those guys will compete for the, the King of the Mountains if they do go for those points it will be clearly because they whiff room over the mountain and they're there to grab the points but they'll never send a guy up the road, they don't have any sprinters it's entirely based just around him to look after him, to keep or to stay with him and never send someone up the road it and and You know, rather keep everybody together and help him. Then we've got other cyclists. I mean, then there's a whole lot I want to talk about the favourites before we get um,
0: obviously into that section of talking about the favourites because there are sprinters like Peter Sagans. There are guys that have come and that are are household names in the Tour de France that yearly go out and for the for for the sprint for that ultimate. I remember back in the day when Vinnikurov was a phenomenal Mm. sprinter. He'd leave it to the last little second. I think since been banned from the sport uh, due to doping. But just one of those uh, cyclists who'd leave it for the. You wouldn't want to be in the last hundred meters uh, up against a Vinny Kurov or, or even a Peter Sagan um, because you know that if he's with you in that final hundred meters you're going to have to have um, oh, yeah. Cavendish legs and you're going to have to go you're going to have to really see, seriously give it to, they're out for a stage win yeah. uh, and 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 they're there they domestics will push them and keep their legs fresh as much as they can so they they're for that last couple of hundred meters so they can uh, uh, give it all for that for that sprint but before we get there and talk about some of the favorites whether it's stage or overall in the GC let's talk about the jersey so how does the jersey system work, how many different jerseys are there in the Tour de France? And by jerseys by the way, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the overall leaders of various categories get to wear a specific coloured jersey.
1: That's, That's right. Firstly, they've got the the sprinters jersey, which works on, on points. Um, they've got intermediate sprints in between, or in one stage they've got maybe two intermediate sprints where you can pick up a small amount of points. And then of course the, the last sprint for the finish is, is a bit more points, so which yeah. you ideally want to get um, so, that's classified for the green jersey, which is the points, or the, they call it the sprinters jersey. Okay. Um, then you've got the uh, king of the mountains jersey, which is also called the polkadot jersey. It yes. works on the same basis. Uh, it's just points on top of the climbs. So, the steeper the climb, the longer the climb, uh, they call it like categories. So, if it's out of category, it means it's a, it's a really tough climb. Jeez. You get the most points. Yeah. So, and that way you get the king of the mountains jersey. And then uh, you've got the, a young rider jersey, which is uh, under 25, I think, if I'm okay. not wrong, um, which is a white jersey. So the best under 25 rider wears that jersey. And then, of course, the yellow jersey, which which is the leader of the tour on time. So the the white jersey also works on time and the the yellow jersey as well.
0: If you're watching this and you're watching it for the first time or the 10th time, uh, they will always tell you where the yellow jersey is in the pack and you look out for the Maillot Jaune, which is French for yellow jersey. Uh, A lot of the time you're watching. Well done, right? You're you're watching and you see it comes up and says the Maillot Jaune, where the Maillot Jaune is. And you're kind of wondering where the the Maillot Jaune is compared to the Peloton or the Peloton to Maillot Jaune. What is the Peloton when you're watching TV and it's it says the Peloton RX. Sometimes there'll be a breakaway, there'll be two, three cyclists, and then there's normally a timing gap, and it says Peloton. Peloton being where uh, the, the,
1: the... The majority the, of the group. Right. Yeah.
0: That, that's the Peloton. That's the Peloton, yeah. The majority of the front group. Yeah. And whoever breaks away, whether it's uh, uh, two or three or four cyclists, they'd be the leaders and then the peloton would be X amount of minutes or seconds behind them.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: Right, so we've got the jerseys covered. We've got what the various things on the TV mean, whether it's the Mayo Jaune. And the commentators often talk about, they don't often call it the yellow jersey. They will say uh, the the Mayo Jaune of uh, Chris Froome. And you know that they're referring to, obviously, the yellow jersey. We're seeing a lot of cyclists come into this event now after a weekend or periods where they've been competing internationally. We've spoken uh, on this podcast before about the cyclists competing for for their national colors. This will be an opportunity, and the first opportunity. opportunity of many uh, for the various road cyclists within the team's to wear their national colours. Um, how, how is this shown? How do you know who the national riders are in Various various countries?
1: Well, that's always a, a big thing for a, for a rider to win, to, to head into the Tour de France with your national jersey. Firstly, I mean, you the publicity is unbelievable. I mean, the f- camera focus on, you can imagine a rider, if they head into Belgium in the Tour de France and you've got the, the Belgium national jersey, the cameras are all over you. So it's a big thing to, mm. to wear your national um, jersey. And the nice thing is also the teams kick you out. So if you've got the Belgium flag, Jersey you've got the your bike is in Belgium colors your helmet yeah. so it's a cool color coding thing um and it's a big thing for for marketing for those teams to be yeah. riding or having a national champion in in the Twitter France team the camera you know it's it's all a marketing thing as well
0: I've actually seen a uh, Twitter France Jan Ulrich uh, German, uh, uh, his German national colours that he raced in the team colours in your store. It's actually framed and signed with yeah. uh, the German national. his German national team uh, colours. It's 1997, on, I think. Yeah, yeah. On, one, on one of the tops, which is quite a, yeah, it's yeah. quite a, quite a big thing to get. All right, so we can uh, compete, we battle it out over these various stages. Does the route always stay the same?
1: No, they change it every year. So it's always exciting to see, you know, this year, which, which big mounders are. they doing yeah. the Alp to Hez or yeah. they are doing yeah. Von Monde 2? So it's always, they, they shuffle it around to make it exciting or change it uh, overall. Um, so yeah, then it's always, always changing every year.
0: And then, uh, of course, for those people that uh, go over, a lot of people always say they want to put it on their bucket list. I believe, I haven't been before, and I'd like to put it on my bucket list to go and do and watch the Tour de France. But it's quite something to be on on the roadside. People camp over for days um, to watch cyclists. And literally, if you've watched any cycling event before as a spectator, um, when you're watching professional cyclists go by, it's in the blink of an eye, really. Uh, the one second you're there, there's a bit of a parade and a hoo-ha beforehand. Um, there's, uh, there are various vehicles that come through. Normally, there's a procession. Uh, that uh, that for certainly for the beginning and the end of various stages you'll see some of the procession, um, and that's it. Wham wham wham! And within seconds, the the, the the cyclists go past you.
1: Yeah, listen, it's definitely on my bucket list as well. Yeah. Especially, I think if you. If you do want to go watch, it's ideal to go stand in one of the big mountains because they come past a bit slower. You mm. can see them suffering, you know, instead of standing on a flat stage and they come past you at 60 kilometers an hour. Mm. So um, it's definitely something I would love to go watch. Let's talk a little bit about. Um, so what happens in these, these
0: groups? Uh, you know, you often see if you're watching the TV, uh, you'll see if they if they need to get a, uh, they'll have a team car. Is that, how many team cars are there allowed per team to follow them on the route? I think they've got three team
1: cars. Normally, it's it's they lined up according to where your rider's lying in the right. tour. So if your rider's got the yellow jersey, your team car will be the first car after the commissaire or the referee. Yeah. Um, then you've got all um, the basically eighteen team cars, and then you've got the rest of your team cars at the back, just in case there's a breakaway or a mm. group heading off in front that one of your team cars can go to the front and and basically look after him and the others. Look after the rise in the peloton. Right, so they are allowed
0: to stop, they're allowed to stop and assist the cyclists on the side of the road. Uh you have seen it in the past and it's not really allowed, but uh, cyclists aren't allowed to use the vehicles at all uh to catch up with the with the peloton once they've they've dropped off the back of it.
1: Yeah, you know these guys they're professional. They yeah. they're not going to get dropped on a flat road if, sure. if it's not, you know, yeah, the yeah, heat yeah. is on. So yes. To to punch it and, and get back with a the car <laughs> they they would have been there anyway. Yeah. So it's a bit uh yeah, yeah, yeah. just to just to get them back, to where get them going back and save out. a bit of energy. Especially if it's if it's in the last three kilometers, then you know it's it's tough. Like you can't hang on or pull the guy back then. But uh, in the last three kilometers, it doesn't even matter because you get the same time like the peloton. If something happens, lots been said about the sport in terms of and we've heard. Uh, even if you're not
0: a cyclist, you've heard the Armstrong story. You've heard about doping and massive events like Tour de France. Uh, and every year we hear that um, the World Cycling Body is getting stricter at doping measures, etc. Um, are we still finding that the case as we're coming into towards? on the Tour de France or oh, yelling hearing a lot in the media about uh, stringent measures that are in place to help control doping in the Tour de France or you rather know, prevent
1: doping my, in my honest opinion I think the guys has got their knives out for the cyclist or in the cycling community I think there's a lot of other sports which which, or it's also being done Yeah. Um, but it's it's. I think it's a lot better than previous years mm. I think uh, maybe they learned their lesson throughout the years and I feel it's a lot cleaner so, um, but I mean, that's a, that's a different discussion. Mm, it's something yeah. I don't want to get involved yeah. with. So. It's very complex. Yeah, it's, very, know, it's very complex. So, if you don't know exactly 100% what you're speaking about, yeah. rather just keep quiet yeah. instead of, you know. It's
0: there like sure. every other sport. Exactly. It's uh, there. Uh, they do their best to try and stamp it out. But uh, unfortunately, it, it is there. And as long as people uh, are spending money on controlling it, people are spending money on trying to find ways to break that control in place. So, mm. uh, it's there. And uh, it, it's in every sport. So, let's now talk quickly about uh, what teams to look out for. Uh, what are we? Who are we looking at in terms of team favourites? Uh, if I had to say, uh, tell me some of the big teams. If I heard names, uh, I remember back in the day we'd have Agri Two R. We'd have teams like the Quick Step uh, or the Mapai team. Remember those Mapai? Mapai. Oh. Uh, these were teams that were in uh, you know household names in terms of cycling a good 15, 20 years ago. Team Motorola team. Um, they're all gone now. They've been replaced by the likes of a locally dimensioned data. We've got the Sky team. We've got BMC uh, BMC uh, some of the other big teams
1: uh, Astana is mm. a big team so I think if it if it comes to the Agri2R are still there um, aren't they no they're not it's now called uh, a- AGI Mondial or something ok alright um, so the big teams, I think, would be, of course, Team Sky, mm. Team BMC, which which the contract actually finished this year. So it's also another thing to speak about. Um, then it's uh, Movistar, which is also some of the big contenders in there. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the giant team, uh, which is Tom Dumoulin, who Ooh. won the, the Giro last year and was one of the competitors this year again. So there's some some big teams and some big favorites. My my all-time favorite, I mean, would definitely be Peter Sagan. Yeah. That guy is just unbelievable. I love Peter he's Sagan. Unbelievable. He's unbelievable.
0: He's he's a veteran now of Tour de France. I mean, he's just uh, he's not that old. He's been in so many of them, and he's been he he's one of those all-out cyclists. He gives it his all. He's always out there, uh, puts his heart in his sleeve, and he, he just cycles. He's, he's
1: such a crowd oh. pleaser. He's I mean, to win to win the the world champion jersey is unbelievable. You need to be really yeah. really good. Yeah. To win it twice i mean <laughs> that's that's Crazy. almost unheard of yeah. to win it three times and not only three times three times in a row that is that is just yeah that's it's it's monster
0: Ladies and gents, we're talking about the 105th edition of the Tour de France as it takes place uh, from the very start this coming weekend. Um, you heard Chris talk about some of the big names. Uh, we've had, and we've got the big ones coming back, the Holy Grail of Cycling. We've got Nairo Quintana, uh, Vincenzo Nibali. We've got uh, Tom Dumoulin, as you mentioned. Uh, Adam Yates, another title defender. Chris Froome, uh, who will be out there for, uh, battling for these yellow jerseys. These are the big names to look out for. Am I missing anybody?
1: Richie Porte. Yeah. Are you mentioning? Yeah, Richie Porte. I Port. think he's, uh, he's, he's one of the writers. Romain Bordeaux. As well. Richie Porte is actually one of my, Bonnet, one of my favorites for the climbs. He always has such bad luck. I mean, crashes yeah. and stuff. But I think he's going to be a big contender. Uh, The route and
0: stages are all available, uh, by the way, all online. You can go and have a look at it daily. In South Africa, we're fortunate to get the entire Tour de France broadcast live. I think it is just spectacular, and I love watching, especially when they come off uh, out of the flats uh, or or out of the flats into the mountains, the little villages along the route. It's just spectacular. Great commentary, uh, and we certainly look forward to a massive month of Tour de France. Um, Quickly, prediction. I'm going to go, I'm going to put my money, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go and put my money on um, Quintana.
1: Yes, yeah, I, think, I think Froome's got a really strong team that's going to count in his favour. But um, I'm a Richie Port guy. My money's in.
0: All right, Richie Port, I'm going Nairo Quintana, and the rest of the world are going Chris Froome. We'll see how it pans out this coming weekend. What's happening locally in the cycling front?
1: So uh, we've got on Saturday, we've got the bike packing overnight in Mapumalanga. Then we've got uh, Graham the Grahamstown to Sea in the Eastern Cape. We've got uh, another one of the Nissan Trail Seekers in the Western Cape. Also awesome trails on that side. And then uh, we've got the Vitklip Mountain Bike Winter Classic up in Gauteng. So there's uh, quite a bit of racing up for this weekend.
0: Nice. Weather-wise, Cape Town is looking spectacular. We haven't had such a clear weekend in a long time. You're looking at about 22, 23 degrees Saturday and Sunday. It starts really chilly, so you might want to wear an extra uh, layer uh, once you get out there. Something light that you can pack away once once it heats up throughout the day. I'm afraid Johannes johannesburg uh, in the past you've had spectacular weekend weather you're heading towards partly cloudy conditions with scattered showers saturday and sunday with a high of just 14 uh, your base is off a four degree start on both mornings so it's really chilly up in johannesburg uh, other than that there's no bad weather there's only you know b- bad cyclists so don't be a bad cyclist get out there enjoy it be friendly uh, enjoy the space with motorists and we'll catch you again with another uh, round of time in the saddle next week chris thank you so much